going to kick off episode 104 of Monster Kid Radio with the song Panic Party. It comes from the band The Bambi Molesters. You can find out more about them over at thebambimolesters.com. It appears on their album As the Dark Wave Swells, and it appears on Monster Kid Radio with their permission. This is Monster Kid Radio, the podcast devoted to the classic and sometimes not so classic genre cinema of yesteryear. I want to welcome you to the show. I'm your host, producer, writer, Derek M. Cook, and I've got Mitch Gonzalez back for part two of our discussion of the movie The Horror of Party Beach. This 1964, okay, I'm going to call it a classic, from director Del Tenney featuring a really unique monster, and a monster that left quite an impression on Mitch. Now, back in episode 103 a couple of days ago, you heard about how this movie influenced him, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this movie, but then we're also going to talk about a few other things. For example, we're going to play around of the Classic Five with Mitch Gonzalez. The Classic Five is a card game that you're going to be able to buy for yourself later this year. There will be a home edition, but for now, you can only hear it here on the podcast, and Mitch Gonzalez is going to play it this time around. Also, Mitch is going to tell us about his personal mountain of monsters. That's all I want to say. I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to spoil it, but I will say this. Something that he says about the horror of Party Beach blew my mind. The connection he made between that and something that is the furthest thing from cheesy monster movies. It just was mind-blowing. Mitch brought it to the table, and of course we had to kind of talk a little bit more about, well, I don't want to ruin it again. I'm spoiling it. You're just going to have to listen. Before you listen, though, I want to tell you a little bit more about Monster Kid Radio, or at least tell you where you can find out about it, our website, monsterkidradio.net. From there, you can find our Flickr album, which has pictures from all the different events that Monster Kid Radio has been a part of over the past year or so. We're just barely a year old here. You can also find a link to our YouTube channel, which is a collection of what we're calling the Essential Trailers. We're going to be updating that here soon, probably after Monster Bash, put some more trailers on the mix. But it's trailers to classic monster movies, so it's just fun viewing to put in the background or foreground, whatever you want to do. Also, you can find a link to our Live 365 channel. Again, Steve Eckert helped get that going again. We've refreshed the playlist. I've even just made an alteration to the playlist today. As of this recording, the playlist has been altered. There's some new music on there, so go check that out. Just go to live365.com and look up Monster Kid Radio or follow the link over at monsterkidradio.net. You can also find links to everything that we're going to talk about in this episode of Monster Kid Radio over there, as well as links to every single song and band that's appeared here on the show. Lastly, you can also find a link to our Facebook group. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook page, and it's on Facebook that we'll announce the details for the upcoming Monster Kid Radio crash, because Portland area listeners, the Joy Cinema is bringing in Creature from the Black Lagoon. In 3D. Now, this is not the classic red and blue version of the movie. It's polarized, which is going to be a clearer picture. Now, I love it in red and blue. I've seen it in red and blue repeatedly. I don't know if I've seen it polarized, though, so I'm excited for this. This is going to be a Monster Kid Radio crash. As soon as we get more details, we'll make those available on the Facebook page. There will be a Facebook event set up, and of course, we'll talk about it on future episodes of Monster Kid Radio. So we've got Mitch Gonzalez, we've got some more talk about the Horror of Party Beach, we've got a round of the Classic Five, and we even have some feedback, which we're going to go through at the end of the episode. And we're going to get to all of that right after this. Hi, this is Ruby. And I'm Hater. And we host the Mimiverse Bonfire Podcast. A podcast based on Christopher R. Mim, a Minnesota filmmaker who's got eight films under his belt, soon to be nine. And they're all 1950s-style black and white movies. The podcast revolves around actors, the making of the films, and various other little fun bits. And technicians. <laughs> you can find us at SaintEuphoria.com. Or like us on Facebook. That would be the Mimiverse Bonfire Podcast. Hope you tune in. Hey. 
Nikki Ray Naaman Jones. I play Debbie in Monos, the Hands of Fate, and you're listening to Monster Kid Radio. As far as the monsters in this film go, I mean, I know that your background, I mean, having spoken to you and seeing you on Facebook and just knowing your history with Mim, your interest in these movies goes back much further than just making movies with him. You're an artist. I mean, you draw and you sculpt and all that. Had you tried to create your own party beach monster at one point, either by drawing or sculpting or anything like that? You know, it's been on the on the back burner for a while. I've been wanting to do it. And I think when I revisited the movie recently, I you know kind of sketched up an idea I want to do for maybe a bust of it. But, I, you know, I even would love to make a full head just to have on, on my shelf. Yeah, I, I see one on eBay before it looked pretty good, but I'd, I'd like to make one, you know, take a crack at it myself. I would love I'd to love have it. one, too. <laughs> maybe I, I need to get one made. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I was gonna, do you have a lot of or do you have any merchandise or memorabilia? promotional material posters from this film? I do, actually. I have that uh, Warren Publishing released that, I guess, movie tie-in book uh-huh. years ago. I have a copy of that I picked up at a convention years ago. And I think it's, it's pretty easy to get on, on eBay. I actually went and found uh, some Del Airs records, and they're the, the guys that, the, you know, the band that appear in the beginning of the movie yes. and, and do the famous Zombie Stop song. So, you know, we'd be remiss not mentioning them. They're a big part of the of the movie. Yeah, you know, their music's hard to come by, or was. So searching eBay, I found you know a number of their singles uh, on the old Coral label. So I've got I don't know maybe three or four forty uh, fives from the Del Airs, mm-hmm. and probably most recently Norton Records uh, out of New York released a, a compilation of the Del Airs music on vinyl. So um, it's easy to get now. So if you you know you went to their website Norton Records, you can find the Del Airs music, and it's a wonderful collection of music they have the zombie stomp on there uh they've got some of the other incidental music that played in the movie i believe there's six total songs that appear in the movie mm-hmm. and uh all those I, I believe all of them are on the record but i haven't cross-checked yet but it, it's a good record you know this movie as well as a lot of the beach movies they feel like they were designed to sell a soundtrack yet i've never really seen a soundtrack album and i'm a soundtrack junkie oh, i've never too. seen a soundtrack album for this film and i don't know if this was a missed opportunity, they didn't come up with the rights for it, whatever happened there. But it feels like you could have packaged the Del Airs and an album for Horror of Party Beach as a soundtrack release. I'd buy it. Oh, exactly. Well, the 45s I have, it mentions from the soundtrack Horror of Party Beach on the 45. There's a little, you know, little inscription there uh, on the label. But, um, yeah, I think it just ultimately became, you know, a missed opportunity, not to have enough money to promote it. You know, these were you know, showed on the drive-in here and there, and then they just died away. So, you know, this wasn't a popular movie, I don't think, in the in the day when it was released. That could be mm-hmm. part of it. Potentially, yeah. I'm not sure how it did back then. I mean, obviously it did well enough to keep Del Tenney at least producing films. That's right, yeah. You mentioned that comic book. I want to get back to that real quick. Well, it's, it's more like magazine size, and it's by Warren Publishing, which was a house behind Famous Monsters, the film. Right. Yeah. yeah, and it's really not a, it's not a comic book, per no. se. You know, it's kind of a film book. I, I would probably a better name for it. I think that's what they call it on the front of the book or the front of the magazine. I'm looking on some pictures right now on eBay. Yeah. I don't own it myself. I have seen it. Scott Morris, who's been on the show in the past, owns one, and I flipped through it when I was at his place a while back. Uh, it, it is exactly what you said. It's pictures from the film with word bubbles. Exactly, yeah. I've got a very similar magazine uh, for the mole people doing the same thing. Just oh, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to have John Agar in my comic book collection. So Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I think, if anything, this movie suffers from just not having a wider exposure outside of 
like its appearance on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Right. Have you seen it on MST3K? Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I haven't actually sat down and watched the full episode. But, I mean, I mean, it's an easy movie to take shots at. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I think it stands up, though, on its own as a very interesting slice of these two types of movies, or this very interesting look at these two types of movies being blended together forcefully at times. You know, beach movie, monster movie. I think it can be enjoyed straight for what it is. Oh, no, I agree. I, I mean, I've only seen it by itself. So, I, like I said, I haven't had a chance to watch the full episode with Mystery Science Theater. But then on the flip side, trying to watch Manos without the Mystery Science Theater commentary <laughs> is very difficult. I've done it a couple times. It's it's rough, whereas, you know, the Mystery Science Theater definitely adds to it. This movie, I think, yeah, like you said, stands on its own. Just, I mean, I have no problem watching it just on its own. I'm proud to say that I've survived Manos. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I can watch it straight. I, I can handle it. But uh, sometimes the MST3K guys do make it a little easier. Uh, I, I agree. <laughs> Just a little bit. I'm still waiting for my Manos restoration and, Blue D- and Blu-ray to come out. So I'm still oh, I'm waiting really, for that. I'm really looking forward to that. That's oh, going to no. be – I wonder how it's going to taint the movie in that you know, we're used to those horrible copies and, and bad edits and whatnot. But you know, how, how it's going to play in the pristine kind of version. That said – I want to get a better look at the master's robe because I want one. Oh, that's an awesome robe. <laughs> I, I would I would teach myself how to sew to make one of those just for me. Exactly, and then, then you lounge around the house with that. And oh yeah, <laughs> your wife asks you something, you just raise your arms out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really, really, really hope that somebody comes to the door trying to pitch me some church meeting or whatever, so I can put the robe on and answer the door. That's what I want. That's yeah, that. Me, I'll be right back, and then you come to the ro- to the door with the robe. Come in. <laughs> Well, that and, you know, having this monster suit from the horror of Party Beach. According to the IMDb, Del Tenney says that he kept it for years. Yeah, he mentions that in the second audio track that he had it for, for years and the kids would pull it out every Halloween and run around with it. But I think at the time they did the interview on the DVD, it had been lost. So it's missing now. So that's unfortunate. Well, I can't imagine it was made to the last 40, no. 30, 40 years. No. And I know on the uh, Wikipedia, they mentioned that uh, Gutsman Borglum's He's the gentleman that um, sculpted Mount Rushmore. He was the head of that. That, what? They, that his sculpting studio had something to do with it. No. Well, that's what it says, but I, I, I don't think that is correct. <laughs> I think how that how that's uh, why that's mentioned is I know listening to the audio tracks again, uh, Dale Tenney had mentioned that his father-in-law owned Gortzen. I'm going to mangle this gentleman's name. And I went to Mount Rushmore not too long ago. It's uh, Gutsman Borglum's estate in Connecticut. So apparently he had a studio there and, and all, all kinds of land. And that's where they filmed a lot of the kind of forest scenes or, or you know, where, where the mosses are running through the trees and tree lines and whatnot. And where they filmed um, most of the Curse of the Living Corpse. I think they filmed it all there. So I think that's where that tie in. I think that's that's not correct. But I do know there's a gentleman, <laughs> Robert, Robert Verberkmos, that's uh, the art director. I think they said that he's um, the monster costume uh, designer. It's uncredited, but I think he's the guy who, who had a hand in that. Well, I don't know about you listeners, but my world was just made a little bit better by finding out that somehow the horror of Party Beach <laughs> has a connection to Gutsen Borglum, the guy who created Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Yep, it, as tangential correct. as that connection is, my world is now a little brighter. <laughs> it's a true statement. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, let me ask you this, and we'll, we'll use this as a segue to get into something else here in a little bit. Mount Rushmore, what four monster designs would you put on your personal monster Mount Rushmore? Oh, Definitely have the creature from the Black Lagoon up there. Okay. 
you know, I'm going to go across the genres, you know, with the passing recently of H.R. Uh, Giger, put the alien up there. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe the Predator? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to throw Godzilla up there. A little Toho action. Oh, wow. <laughs> Four up there. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, I can see that. I, I'm on board. I think, I think all those in themselves have been kind of you know milestone moments or, or woodshed moments in, uh, in in monster design history. So the Gilman, the Predator, Alien, and Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with those. Just off the top of my head. All right, all right. Well, we won't tell the monsters from the horror party beach that you just slided them on their Mount Rushmore possibility, but you know. Well. We'll tell you what. Tell you what. Let's get going to go up, but they never got around to putting it up. There you go. Well, let's give them like the the crazy horse monument that never got finished. We'll, exactly. we'll make that the, the kind of sort of yeah. <laughs> Which you know, when I was out there uh, seeing all those, I mean, they're amazing. The the Mount Rushmore. Uh, we actually uh, chartered a helicopter. My my son and I flew over and around Mount Rushmore, which was just phenomenal. And then going to Crazy Horse and seeing basically a one man's dream trying to get the sculpture, you know, finished. Now his family, he's passed away, but his family's, you know, keeping it going. It's it's amazing, the scope of that work. Yeah, I was there as a kid. I have some memories about it, but uh, it's been years. And, I mean, I don't know if much work's been done on the Crazy Horse sculpture since I was there. When, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. What, about 30 plus years ago. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, they've got a lot of work. I don't know how much more, but it's still pretty rough. But, yeah, I was there probably, I don't know, four or five years ago. Five years ago, I'd say. Well, you know, I just asked you, you know, kind of a, a monster kid friendly kind of question. And I told you when we started recording that I would love to do a round of the classic five with you. The classic five is kind of a rapid fire. Yes or no, this or that kind of game. There will be a home version coming later this year. I've got five randomly selected monster movie questions. Are you ready to play the classic five? I'm as ready as I will be. All right, here we go. Question one. Favorite Ed Wood film? Uh, Plan nine. Question number two, King Kong or Mighty Joe Young? King Kong. Question three, Willis O'Brien or Ray Harryhausen? Ray Harryhausen. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Question four, Son of Dracula or Dracula's Daughter? Uh, Dracula's Daughter. And finally, question five, what classic monster movie would you like to see as a theme park attraction? Oh, man. Uh, Creature from Black Lagoon. Oh, how fun would that be? That would be awesome. Oh, get, man. It's uh, almost it's, a little riverboat. And- yeah. Oh, it's built for it perfectly. Get on the boat, go on the... Oh, somebody called Disney. There you go. <laughs> well, actually, no, it's Universal. They got a theme park. Let's do it. It's a missed opportunity. I don't know why they haven't taken advantage of that already. Oh, they have wait. Jaws. That, yeah, well, they, they had Jaws. Oh, yeah. As I wait for the remake, then maybe they'll do something. <laughs> All right. Well, the horror at Party Beach, I think it's a fun movie. I think people can enjoy it with or without MST3K, and it's a pretty affordable double-disc set with Curse of the Living Corpse. I have it in my collection. I'm going to go back and watch Curse of the Living Corpse again. It's been years since I've seen Horror Party Beach. So I want to thank Mitch for bringing that to the Monster Kid Radio uh, wheelhouse or, or brown table here for us to talk about here on the show. Fun film. For you, Mitch, what have you got coming up? Has, has Mim talked to you about the next movie yet? Yeah, we're in pre-production on, on a movie. He's starting to write it. I, he sent me some script bits that I've been uh, reading. But I can say that it's going to involve a robot. So I'm starting to um, design kind of a robot of some sort. Um, we'll have to see how that comes along. Have you done a robot for him before? I've not had a chance. I've always wanted to do you know, like the robots you see in the old serials or just the man in a, in a robot suit. And that's what we're going to try and replicate. Nice. Now, is it a robot or is it a robot? It's a robot. Awesome. <laughs> Run by a computer, perhaps? A computer, yes. <laughs> it's going to be fun. 
Do you have any other projects or anything coming up that people might be able to see your artwork at, or, or do you put your stuff online for people to look at? No, I, I get that question a lot. I know Chris has said he, you know, he helped me get a website up or something that at least show pictures. So I have to work on that when I get time. But you know that that is time is is a precious commodity to come by. It's 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 rough sometimes. Uh, do you have any convention appearances coming up? No, we just did the Texas Frightmare. I think that's the only one I'm appearing at with Chris this uh, this summer. I know if you go to the uh, SaintEuphoria.com website, there's um, an event section you can look and see where where any of the movies are playing or any of the convention appearances are going to be uh, taking place. Well, we'll make sure there's a link in the show notes to that because if you guys and gals get a chance to meet Chris or Mitch or any of the Mimiverse regulars or rare regulars at a convention, <laughs> I mean, I imagine they're a blast to hang out with. I mean, the movies are fun just to watch on their own, but to actually interact with these guys and gals, you know, it's just a treat to talk to Chris. It's a treat to talk to Mitch. Go up and say hi. Buy their movies. Support these guys because they love what they do, and you're going to love watching it. We really appreciate all the support. We were just made, like I said, we made an appearance at the Texas Frightmare this uh, May 2nd through the 4th, and uh, met a lot of. It was our first time in Texas, and man, the Texans are, are a very friendly bunch. We made a lot of new friends and uh, sold a lot of movies, so it was it was fun to do. Very cool. And if you go to Mitch's Facebook page, I don't know if it's open to the public, but he's got pictures from this trip, uh, complete with pictures of the fiend from Beyond Space and one of the moon zombies. Yes, yes, we had a couple. We had the moon zombie mask and the the fiend mask on our table, so that brought a lot of attention and you know people into the booth. So, <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, he also mentioned on Facebook that Mitch has been watching or at least got his hands on, and I got to uh, ask him about this: the Santo films. Yes. Have you watched any of them yet? You know, the package just came in uh, the other day, so this weekend I'm going to uh, dig into a movie or two. Oh uh, yeah, I cannot wait to hear what you think about. Santo. <laughs> well, and, and I also picked up my uh, Luchador mask. I got one of those sent in the mail, the Blue Demon. So, <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all or nothing. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, I guess will I watch the movie with the mask on? I don't know. Maybe I, I'd do it. I'd do it, and I and I would have no shame. I can see doing that, and my wife walks down. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> she's used to the weirdness that you know i do <laughs> <laughs> right on well once you watch a couple of these I'd, I'd love to hear what you think maybe call in or we'll have you back on the show to talk about them oh i, I definitely will and i appreciate it. i know i reached out for some suggestions so i appreciate that and there's some i know the some of the movies you did suggest i still need to go out and search out but yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun Right and I know, on. I think Mim was even saying he wants to film a short or start doing something with Luchador. Because we've been, you know, talking about it for a while. It's just, it's a great angle. You know, Mexican wrestler fighting a monster. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. So Again, um, two great we, tastes that go great together. I mean, how can you not? <laughs> exactly, exactly. How can you not? Well, Mitch, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us this morning here on Monster Kid Radio. Hey, thanks for the invitation. I appreciate it. And we'll have you back down the line. And Good luck with the next MIM film. I'm glad you guys are doing something next. Thank you. Yeah, I just you know, watch the website and we have updates uh, almost weekly. So, you know, and then you can sign up for a monthly um, uh, kind of newsletter that just gives all the up and coming activities at uh, Say Euphoria. And there's a monthly ish podcast as well that you have appeared on occasionally. There is. I was going to mention that. It's the uh, Mimiverse uh, Bonfire Podcast. Ruby and Mark run that, and um, it, it's a lot of fun. You know, we, we do it like we're doing now, just kind of talk and uh, hanging out with friends, talking about stuff. So it's a lot of fun. And that one you have to download direct from the website. They don't have it on – it's not on iTunes, is it? No, I don't think it is on iTunes. You just have to go to the website and download it there, yes. Right, or go to Mimiverse Bonfire Podcast on Facebook, and yep. there's always links there when the next one's coming up. And 
if Mitch isn't there himself, there's usually a memorial candle set up in his name, so he's at least name dropped on every episode. Yeah, they they, they go out of their way to you know give me the business, <laughs> uh, but it's a lot of fun. The horror of Party Beach to Mount Rushmore. I have I, I I'm speechless. I've got nothing. Mitch, you blew my mind. Thank you so much. And thank you for being part of Monster Kid Radio, being part of our history, as well as being part of our episodes this week. Again, ladies and gentlemen, head over to SaintEuphoria.com to learn about everything going on in the world of Christopher R. Mim. Mitch Gonzalez is Mim's main monster maker. I cannot wait for what they've got coming up next. I've heard a little bit about it from Mitch. They talk a little bit about it on the most recent episode of the Mimiverse Bonfire podcast. I'm going to keep my eyes at SaintEuphoria.com for any future updates that come out about the next Mim movie. Of course, you can also find a link to St. Euphoria by going to monsterkidradio.net. Click on where it says links and podcasts. As of right now, St. Euphoria is a permanent addition of the links and podcast section. We just made that update on the website. Well, as promised, we've got a little bit of feedback. Why don't we go ahead and dive into that? I have an email from Alan Trump. Alan's been on the show before. He's a Lovecraft fan. I met him at the Lovecraft Film Festival, and he wrote in with this. Hi, Derek. Really enjoyed the last show you and Scott did on the giant Gila monster. Learned some cool things did not know. Looking forward to the next program. I wanted to mention one aspect of the film that really scared me when I first saw it way back on the late, late show. It was the eerie whistling that is in the main theme and appears throughout the movie. That was so creepy. I almost left skid marks. Have a good week from Alan. Alan, the music from the giant Gila monster is awesome. It's a public domain film. It's an older film. It's a lower budget film. Chances of a soundtrack album of this movie ever being released are almost nil. However, if it ever were to happen, I would add it to my soundtrack collection. I love the music of the giant Gila monster. The composer was Jack Marshall and He's done quite a bit, according to the IMDb, including Monster Go Home and a number of episodes of The Monsters. A lot of television, it looks like. I don't know. With The Monsters Connection, maybe at some point there will be a soundtrack album, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Now, Alan, he wrote in. And listeners, if you want to write in any email, you can email us at monsterkidradio at gmail.com. Now, we also have a voicemail line. You can call and leave us a voicemail at 503 479 MKR. That's 503-479-5657. And you can leave a voicemail just like this guy. Well, hello, Derek. This is Mel from Seattle, just a little bit up north from you guys. And uh, first time uh, calling Monster Kid Radio, I just listened to the uh, second portion of the Giant uh, Gila Monster um, podcast and just wanted to call and let you know I really enjoyed it, uh, as I've enjoyed all of your uh, previous episodes. In fact, I want to go on record and say, um, being a long-time listener of the B-Movie cast with Vince and Nick and what have you, one of my all-time favorite episodes of theirs is when they were off on hiatus a few years back and you did the um, Creature Musical podcast, which I just thought was wonderful. Like you, I'm a huge fan of the Creature from the Black Lagoon. And really, that is probably more than anything what prompted me to finally uh, call in and, and say hello. Um, because just like you, I will be going to Monster Bash for the first time uh, this year. 
and so we'll have two, at least two Pacific Northwesterners traveling over to uh, Mars, Pennsylvania. I just turned 60 in April, and uh, my son, uh, as a birthday present, uh, bought me tickets and uh, plane, hotel, the whole bit, and so him and me are going to the uh, Monster Bash this year. And as luck would have it, uh, Julia Adams will be, as you know, one of the special guests there, and so you'll be having to fight elbowing with me to uh, get in the front of the line to meet her because uh, I'm a huge fan of hers just like you are. Uh, anyway, um, I just wanted to say I love the cast and um, have enjoyed all of your various uh, podcasts over the years, everything from 1951 Down Place to the old Mail Order Zombie. Uh, I've listened to most of them and uh, enjoyed all of them and look forward to meeting you possibly at Monster Bash. And uh, I guess that's it. Uh, take care. Bye. Thank you so much for calling in. Awesome. I cannot wait for Monster Bash. And what is this? I hope we can meet each other thing. Dude, email me. Let me know when you're going to be there. Maybe let me know what you look like. I'll let you know what I look like. I would love to meet you at Monster Bash. Represent the Pacific Northwest, man. And you know what? This whole fighting over Julie Adams' attention, I'm sure we can share at least if there's more than one of us there it seems less creepy if it's just one anyway i definitely am looking forward to monster bash looking forward to meeting you as well as any other listener who may be at monster bash i know the gang from the b movie cast is going to be there looking forward to seeing them looking forward to hanging out with scott morris and tracy morris they've been repeated guests here on monster kid radio i'm looking forward to the whole experience of course i'm going to record at monster bash and get as much content as i possibly can and share the Monster Kid Radio Monster Bash experience with the listeners in future episodes. And, you know, when I meet you, I'll probably have a recorder in my hand. And if you're game, we'll chat it up for a future show. If you have feedback for a future episode of Monster Kid Radio, just head over to monsterkidradio.net, click on the contact button, you'll find our contact information there. I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of Monster Kid Radio. Next week, we can go one of two ways. I'll tell you, over the next two weeks, this is what we've got planned. We've got Joe Stuber coming back. We're going to talk about Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man. That's going to happen one week. Another week, we've got artist Carrie Gamble lined up to be on the show. Carrie Gamble is a comic book artist, an illustrator, a publisher, and a big old monster kid. So we've got Joe Stuber and we've got Carrie Gamble. That's what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks here at Monster Kid Radio. And then if all goes as planned after that, we've got coverage from Monster Bash. Keep it locked in at monsterkidradio.net or monsterkidradio on iTunes or your podcast catcher, and you're sure to get the next episode. Monster Kid Radio is a registered service mark of Monster Kid Radio, LLC. All original content of Monster Kid Radio by Monster Kid Radio, LLC. is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. Of course, that does not apply to the song Panic Party. That belongs to the Bambi Molesters. It appears on their album As the Dark Wave Swells, and it appears on this episode of Monster Kid Radio with their permission. Talk to everybody next week. Have a great weekend. Oh.